0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of Super Turbo '64, the podcast in which two friends get together and chat about the comings and goings of the world of video games. I'm Jason Verndevort, and I am joined once again by Jeff Ross. Hello, how you doing, bud?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing very well, good. thank you. Good. You know, just. Uh... Enjoying the ebbs and flows of video game time. Mm -hmm. The the passage of a new video game era.
0: Indeed. Yeah, we're in the midst of it.
1: You know, it's... I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, Neither of us do. Yeah, but... Why don't we just hop right into it?
0: Yeah, I'm down.
1: What have you been up up to in terms of gaming?
0: So, uh, let's see. Yeah, I have been i haven't been playing any new games i'm still playing the ones that i was kind of tinkering with um last episode primarily um fire emblem awakening Mm -hmm. and east 9 i'm just Mm -hmm. like probably more so on the east side of things i'm just Mm -hmm. like really just digging into it and like relishing my time with it well they
1: say it's not the east nor the west side
0: it is no it is not (laughs)
1: you're enjoying it still
0: yeah i i think it's fantastic i think it's uh you know east 8 was one of my games of the year uh last year Mm -hmm. and i definitely think that east 9 in my time with it thus far um improves on pretty much everything great you know um we'll, we'll see um but yeah just i love the I love the exploration, I love the combat, I love the cast of characters that are in there and I'm loving the story so far. So it's nice. Yeah, it's a fantastic experience. Let's talk hour count. Yeah.
1: Where are you at? I boy. I'm
0: guessing I'm somewhere around 10ish at okay. this point.
1: Okay. Yeah. And and so it's a game have like... another maybe <laughs> 900 hours to go. We'll
0: see. East games don't tend to take as long as Uh, Nihon falcom's other like flagship franchise legend of heroes they i don't know you can still put a decent amount of time into them but i would say that in general they are
1: how long did east 8 take
0: that's a good question i i couldn't readily tell you that you know i'm sure i could go back you know thank with my ps5 i could go back Mm. and check exactly which is a super cool feature that i'm happy about Um,
1: the magic of technology it is yeah it's a beautiful
0: thing but, um, yeah, and I'm still kind of plugging away at uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. And it's, you know, it's it's solid. Most people that I talk to about Fire Emblem, you know, hold Awakening as, like, their favorite.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there was a lady uh, who came into work the other day, and we were just talking Fire Emblem, as people do. And, yeah, I had mentioned to her that I was playing Awakening. And she's, like, just, like, you know, <laughs> like, hand on her heart, like, that's the best one. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I picked up a copy of the remake of my favorite harvest moon game the other day. Oh yeah. 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 Story of seasons, friends of mineral town. Okay. Yeah. So, um, haven't started that yet, but you know, I'm going to be, you know, probably when, uh, when I'm done with either East or fire emblem, it's going to be, it's going to be nice to go back to mineral town and, and see how things have changed.
1: Was that one for PS One? That was the
0: PlayStation One. Yeah.
1: Okay. And the remakes on Switch, is that
0: it? Or- um, Switch and PS Four. Uh, it's possible that you could mm-hmm. also maybe get it on like PC or Xbox, but those are the two platforms that I personally know about.
1: Sure. Right on. Yeah. You're you're farming up some. some well, you will be.
0: I will be farming yeah. up some love and minerals. Yes, I'm, that's. The- <laughs> that's the plan (laughs) um now how about you what have you been playing
1: playing in recent days but before we get into that you know i think we mentioned last time that you got a new job right um maybe we mentioned that i got a new job or was being interviewed for a new job yeah jason got a new job
0: i did yes i am currently i officially now work in the field of video games, and
1: I just want to make it explicitly clear. Go on, <laughs> go on, Jason.
0: Yeah, no, I got uh, I got hired at one of the Game Stops um, nearby us. Yeah, yeah. and it's been—I've only been there for a few weeks, but I think it's a lot of fun. It's Heck yeah. it's really cool to be working at a place that you know where like all of the people that I work with are you know the, equally yeah. passionate about games and you know and like so many of the customers that come in, it's just like, boom, like they just, yeah, they're just so ready to talk about like these, mm-hmm. these games that they're passionate about. It's just, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very positive That's experience. Awesome,
1: right. You know, being able to really engage with the customers. like Yes. That. Which mm-hmm.
0: I, which I cannot say I can do at my other job. <laughs> right.
1: Right. The, the thing I wanted to make explicitly clear was that <laughs> we are absolutely 100% sp- a mouthpiece for GameStop. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. He's
0: joking, yep. So, And I suppose that is something I should technically say. Like, yes, my opinions <laughs> are all my own. Yes. So.
1: Um, <laughs> anyway, But I'm sure Jeff on, is going
0: to use that as a joke we'll at other that. points. <laughs> just like, we'll when that. I'm at my weakest, he's going to be like, <laughs> now, Jason, is that opinion <laughs>
1: actually yours? <laughs> Tell me. Just a tool for big GameStop now. You I mean, like <laughs> know, just a. Just a pawn in the, the game of GameStop. Anyway, <laughs> what games have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of sports. Uh, <laughs> Switch sports <laughs> and Mario Strikers. You just sounded so play.
0: uncertain when you said that. I'm playing a lot of sports? Is <laughs> yeah. that how that's pronounced? <laughs> sports.
1: Feels strange in my mouth. Um, <laughs> Switch sports came out That was fun. I've been oh, know, hell swinging yeah. my arm once in a while. yeah
0: I'll absolutely love it. Um, I suppose I have played that too a little bit. Yeah.
1: Uh, my favorite part of it, and I've been letting everyone know, is I'm my tag is former dad, and you know my me looks like me, just a bald dude with glasses, and so they're like, "Is this guy like serious?" You know, yeah, I, that's what I hope. Yeah, and they're like, I, "What happened there?" Just the you're you playing know?
0: you're playing a mental game on top of a volleyball That's right. game.
1: I also start almost every game with the smug face, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm the villain to every person I've come across, you know. Um yeah, so, it's
0: like you're kind of um, in wrestling terms that would be described as a heel. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm healing it up right now. Yeah you are um, but it's fun to only have four emojis to communicate with because you're mm-hmm. forced to like you know Make the most of that. It leads
0: and it leaves things up to interpretation yes. for the people that you're going up
1: against. Um, I always cheer on my volleyball ally good. whenever we rally well. Good, good. But, uh, That's just good team building. You know, it's the mental game. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a strong part of Switch sports mm-hmm. for, for Nintendo Switch. Um, anyway, <laughs> brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay um but i've been playing mario strikers as well so, nice uh allow me to delve into my mario strikers tier list just kidding no they um it has <laughs> there's, this, there's
0: 10 characters right uh and
1: i have an essay on each one
0: no, good <laughs> good
1: I, I that's how i was with mario tennis aces yeah but, uh, yeah well it's like that was yeah you went I went, done, you know, yeah. first into that game and never came out. Mm-hmm. I'm a new man. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Strikers, though, is it's a little interesting because uh, you can customize your characters a right. lot, right? And some of them have like one stat is so bad it'll never be like, good. A, yeah, <laughs> no but, matter how much gear right. you put on it. Right. So uh, you can kind of generalize a little bit, but. Uh, for the most part, if you're like, I want a really fast Wario and I want him to be, a, you know, a passing king, mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, you can make that happen. Nice. You know, so, I I don't know, I've been dabbling a lot with the gear, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I thought, like, oh, they only have, you know, five or six pieces of gear for each character's each you know four different body parts or whatever so like it's not like it can get that deep but then i'm like it can right <laughs> somehow my thought on the why i enjoy these games a lot part of it is i think the skill ceiling is low i think that you can yeah. get to the highest level of like mario tennis aces and mario strikers quickly and therefore you're like playing at the highest so level you're, early. you're you're know? playing
0: you're playing competitively earlier than you would in say like some a, other games yeah,
1: like guilty gear strive or something you know what sure I, mean? I don't know
0: i get that yeah there's something to be said about you know like when you are playing a game and you feel that you've gotten competent at it earlier like yeah, that's that's empowering to you and right. it yeah and it just kind of encourages you to want to play more
1: right and it's not so much right it's uh it's that i feel like i'm able to get to the highest level not yeah. that i get there quickly I but guess, yeah you've you got the I mean? the ability to i don't know it's just and i could be very wrong you know <laughs> um i hope i am I there's hope yeah like there's a like, mario
0: tennis aces player listening right now like did this motherfucker just say there's a low-skills? skill
1: <laughs> This mf This chain-chomp main? <laughs> let me show him... Bent-ass <laughs> chain-chomp motherfucker? <laughs> Did he just say a strong warrior with a passing game? The fuck doesn't... He's don- he doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyway. Yeah. That
0: would actually be a really funny, like, sub-episode to do as, like, sports commentary from... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so i have a question mm-hmm. so like you were saying you know you like went really deep into playing mario tennis aces mm-hmm. and then the new mario golf came out which you did play yeah. for a while but mm-hmm. i would say it's safe to say that you didn't get into it nearly as much Not at all. now with the, the new like mario strikers is it early to tell or do you think you're going to be more invested like say towards tennis or more towards
1: golf uh, more invested more towards tennis you think so and uh the they're doing a thing where they have competitive seasons as well yep and that starts like monday or something okay so um, hopefully that'll make it even more engaging but yeah like i, I did definitely see, like it more than mario golf
0: i did see that you know um that you know that there's a heavy um implementation of online stuff for the game like right. you know you're able to join uh clubs yeah, with friends exactly. and whatnot yeah right. so there there seems to be you know this big kind of hope that you know people will be playing it and playing it for the long term and yeah. now both both mario tennis and mario golf you know had a decent amount of free dlc mm-hmm. released uh, over a period of time to kind of keep the community engaged yeah. with it um Though I think both seem to maybe be done by now. And so do you, I don't know, do you know if like, is it safe to assume that Mario Strikers is also going to have, you know, that kind of support
2: or?
1: I don't know if they've announced it yet. Okay. But um, I do know that there's like aesthetic things to unlock in the club season system that they haven't, like, you can't buy them yet because the currency doesn't exist yet because oh. the season hasn't started. it's like
0: new gear stuff?
1: Uh, it's more like uh, stadium stuff, which is, you know, you can d- customize your team oh. stadium and stuff. Like that. okay. But, uh, so, uh, regardless, I do think they're going to add more characters. Sure. And I know people
0: were really upset that Daisy wasn't in the game at launch. <laughs> <it's>... Myself included.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like... Sometimes you go, you know, I've checked the YouTube comments, I've checked the Reddit posts, I've checked the talk to you and Sean and Mm -hmm. whatever. Everyone's like, where's Daisy? That's, I cannot believe that's like the number one thing everyone's talking about with this game.
0: Well, the thing is like Daisy, Daisy and Waluigi are like two of those Mario characters that are big and popular, you know, and they're like staples of a lot of like the big Right. Games, yet they don't have their mm-hmm. own thing. Yep, you know. So, you know, to, I mean, you saw how many people, you know, were trying to get Waluigi yeah. in Smash throughout the entirety of Smash Ultimates Run, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I think it's yeah, I think it's fairly you know safe to kind of assume it's going to be a similar thing, you know, with people wanting Daisy.
1: Oh no, I I get I just. Why is that the only thing they're talking about? Why not they they don't even care that they're gonna play it or not? I don't think right. they're gonna play it. They're just being like, Daisy's missing. Mm-hmm. You know? Where's Daisy? But hey, you know, uh I think about like fighting games and mm-hmm. you have to like hold your breath so that your character Each will be season. in the next yeah. game, you know.
0: You know what? Mm-hmm. That's a perfect way to segue because um if you want to segue. Yeah okay so not yet (laughs) i'm just kidding i've
1: played about 10 other games but oh shit yes it's okay so just
0: i'm just gonna keep this i'm gonna take a mental note Mm -hmm. because there is something about one of the games that i'm going to talk about
1: yeah no let's just talk about street fighter 6 is coming out right it's coming out next year how did you know it was street fighter 6 well i was just talking about fighting games yeah i suppose that's true and yeah
0: so yeah Street Fighter 6. Yeah,
1: that's an exciting
0: development. You know, It is an extremely exciting development. And I just... We can just touch on this topic quick and then go back nah, to the other games. I,
1: I was just joking. I played like Elden Ring, which sucks. I played like uh, V Rising, which is awesome. Mm. I played like... Uh... That's about it. Yeah. But I was just kidding. Elden Ring's tutorial is great. Nice. Nice. <laughs> anyway uh, (laughs) there's the episode for the title (laughs) (laughs) the title for the episode (laughs) the
0: tutorial is great um but yeah um to segue into our next segment which is game breaking news that's right there is there have been a ton of game announcements Mm -hmm. recently and so before the episode you know jeff and i kind of swapped a couple of ideas and just wanted to say like hey Let's just highlight a couple of the games that have recently been announced or I've had footage shown of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, yeah, talk about what's coming. And I think one game that we can very safely assume is both really, really on our radar Mm -hmm. is Street Fighter VI. Mm -hmm. Now, what I had wanted to mention to you or like is so I recently learned like, you know, in street fighters like Mm storyline street fighter six will be chronologically the latest thing so it's even after third strike yeah and zangief is notably missing from third strike so but i mean guile is in six and he wasn't in there but it's just i
1: already know the roster jason
0: oh yeah i don't
1: yeah i feel like uh how, what's that going to be like for you? Because it seems like, ev- like on, I don't know, in my bubble of Twitter, everyone is talking about all of the leaks as well as the content that Capcom has revealed. Right, and Capcom has indirectly confirmed that it's true stuff. You know, sure, sure, by saying like. Sometimes in Metro City, we all see things we're not meant to see. I'm just—we're just glad that the reaction from the community has been good. You know, Which that is just very sounds dark, vaguely right? threatening.
0: Sometimes in Metro City, yeah, you see things you're not meant to. It right. like takes the, a long drag from a cigarette. The
1: original leakers <laughs> shot in the back of the head by like Capcom's yeah. agents. Yeah. Um, but
0: a DP you don't wake up from.
1: Anyway, it's it's it will burn me up. Now I know how Sean felt, because Sean saw the leaks for Strive. Mm. But those were not, con- like, obviously true like these sure. ones are. Sure, There was sure. some speculation in those ones. Yeah. But these ones were, like, uh, development art for every character.
0: Oh, right, right, right. So,
1: okay. it's, uh, it's exciting.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. Okay, so... Yes, when we were originally talking about like these leaks and whatnot, you know, I wanted to, you know, remain surprised, you know, right. so and so
1: but it seems like Jeff knows you're going to be the only one at the surprise birthday party is all I'm saying. <laughs> you're, you're like you're going to be like surprised and looking around and everybody's like, yeah, we know.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, that, you, know.
0: you know, and that... And now I want to know more than I did originally. Sure.
1: Right. I, I mean, the fact that there's very little doubt is big for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: is is your boy going to be there?
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's such a... It's, he's got
0: pants, jeez. He's got pants? <laughs> he's... Evolved, <laughs> evolved to pants.
1: All of the character designs look amazing. That's honestly,
0: cool. yeah. No, I uh, really liked what they had done with Guile's new
1: design. Yeah, and I, I, they announced just frame uh, charge attacks, which is uh, so like if you do a sonic boom uh, and you launch it the moment it's ready, it'll be a lot stronger than if right. you. Uh, I remembered hearing about that. Yeah, that's that's, pretty cool. Yeah,
0: there's going to be just one of my favorite YouTubers actually got his hands on the game for a little while. We watched the video from it and he just has like a lot of good things to say about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just I'm so excited about Street Fighter 6. You know, I my my world of fighting games has gotten so much bigger.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: in the last few years, Mm -hmm. but like i think still street fighter will always be my home yeah so like as much as i'm gonna love and enjoy playing things like strive or tekken like mm-hmm. man once there's once street fighter is there yeah like you that's...
1: get to be there at the launch of the next street fighter yeah. exactly
0: yeah and it's gonna be cross play and so
1: i didn't know that that's cool yeah so it's going to be on PC, Oh yeah, and... cross
0: platform at least, yeah. Oh, okay. And I think it, I think I heard something about it being crossplay, so like,
1: because I thought it was like going to be like a, a Sony exclusive again. Nope. nope, no, it's not. That's I don't good. think so. That's
0: good. But yeah, and uh, no, nah, so I'm just. It's going to be. I'm I'm just very excited to be. Yeah, like you said, on the ground floor. Yeah, Street Fighter, and it reminded me, like, you know, it's been. A long time since we did one of those, uh, how did you like Mm. episodes? Mm -hmm. We could legit do one on Street Fighter V. Yeah. You know, as like a, uh, as a primer. That's true. To Street Fighter VI. That'd be interesting. Yeah, something we could. Because I know, I know we didn't really play a ton of its final season.
1: That's true. But, um, yeah, I'm loving the flavor that, SF6 has so yeah, far. Yeah, me too. The you know this whole like the the music is really cool. The design, especially with the graffiti influence stuff. Yeah, like just the animations are good. Yeah, like nobody looks disgusting anymore. <laughs> 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 like their, their animation. Like I think about the faces in like Street Fighter Four and almost as yeah. much in Street Fighter Five. You know? Yeah, like they couldn't decide. I don't know, they're leaning towards slightly more realism in six. It right. Seems, with exactly. The, you know, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And because they were in Uncanny Valley for a good for while, quite a while. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, if they did go like full cartoony, I think that would be cool too. But I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they, uh, the the. Oh, it's got a, like, a traversing-involved story mode or whatever. Yeah. Like, you'll be challenging randos in the streets of Metro City. Which is, yes, what a perfectly
0: Street Fighter approach. Yeah. It's just something about the world design and just, like, the mentality of people within Street Fighter have (laughs) is just, like, yeah, in order to do this journey of self-discovery... I have to fight people in the street a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's the only way. Exactly. I mean, how Ryu's been doing that for quite a while. He's still at it. He's still at it. Good for him.
1: I, I love the the face uh, things you can do while the game loads. Yep. You, seen, you know, you can change some emotions on the Yeah,
0: well, with you talking about your, your taunt game in Wii Sports. That definitely appeals mm, to your demographic. Yeah.
1: Speaking of taunt game, did you see uh, Luke's taunt? No, I didn't. He, uh, it seems like each character has three taunts at least, but okay. this one might be a character matchup specific, but mm-hmm. it's he just does like a, a flimsy looking Hadouken motion, uh, and he goes Hadouken, Hadouken, and, like he just he does like a mock Hadouken. Just makes
0: fun of her. that's yeah, funny. Yeah,
1: it's really funny.
0: I like that.
2: So
1: that's super yeah, cool. Yeah, that's Street Fighter 6. That's yeah. uh 2023, I yep. believe, is the release yep. window. Yep. Yeah, nothing more nothing
0: super specific more so than that. But yeah, Street Fighter 6 is just one of many, many games that have been getting spotlight and just, you know, acknowledgement yeah. that it's going to be coming out soon. So I personally wrote down five games that have mm-hmm. recently been like announced or like shown footage of, you know, or just the games that we know are now on the horizon. Yeah, and so we've got Street Fighter Six. We I'm assuming that's probably a big one for both of us. But yeah, then there's um this one was just announced like either today or like yesterday, but uh, it's the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake thing. It's okay. called Rebirth. Yeah, and what's cool is like you know the first part of the Final Fantasy VII remake thing follows parts of the original game fairly closely, but then starts to branch out into something that feels slightly different. Okay. And rebirth this second chapter from what I understand it's going to be like this the whole project is going to be like a trilogy. Okay. And so this second part looks to be deviating farther and creating like a new storyline. And and it just nice. looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm I'm very excited about like the footage that I saw from it and so That's and I good. think that is also I think it said next winter. If okay. I'm remembering the trailer right. So got a little bit of time mm-hmm. left on that. Uh, next up for me is Star Wars Jedi Survivor.
1: Remind me about that.
0: That's going to be the uh, that's the next Star Wars game from the people who did Fallen
1: Order. Okay. Oh, yeah. right. Oh. Yeah. Was, okay. So what more details do we know about? So that? we got
0: a trailer. And it's, you know, it's, um, it's a lot of primarily just cinematic, you know, it shows Calcastus, you know, finding somebody, uh, in a to tank. And okay. I think there's a little bit of a Sith holocron around and there's this old, I don't know, evil dude who is not Palpatine, but you know, looks, you know, Snoke,
2: <laughs> it's
0: not Snoke, uh, but yeah, he looks old and mean regardless. I'm sure someone already knows who it is, Mm. but that person is not me. Um, But yeah, so just they've been talking for a while that the game is, you know, being made and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But that's the first real evidence that yeah, it's you know, it's it's it's, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm surprised I didn't hear about that. Um, I'm glad that it's uh, we got some news about it, and I'm interested that they're going to continue. I mean, makes sense that they'd continue Mm -hmm. Cal's story. Yeah, and I thought.
0: I loved Fallen Order. I thought it was quite fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to keep like playing that. I
1: quite a bit. Um,
0: then we've got uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. You know, I just...
1: Jason, I'm going to... Jason was like, this looks like it might be the one that finally fulfills our childhood dreams. Yeah. You know, to paraphrase. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: And, you know, I think that's something that I think most people say during most Pokemon (laughs) games.
1: That's that's what I obviously, that's what I heard when you said that.
0: Yeah. But like the funny thing is it's like seeing the trailers for this game kind of confirmed this idea that I had had while I was playing through Arceus. Mm -hmm. And while I was playing through that game, I was just like, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff in this game, but more than anything, it just kind of feels like a tech demo. Sure. Like a really well-made tech demo, but it just doesn't feel complete to me yet. Yeah. But then seeing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I'm just thinking like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. like you've you've already basically implemented all of the stuff and the things that you learned from Arceus.
1: Yeah, you know, there's so many Breath of the Wild inspired games now, right? Yeah, and it's
0: like the new status quo for open world games. And
1: so, but the thing that like th- that and Elden Ring get right a lot of praise for is density which is yeah and another it's just an important thing in open world games in general yeah just
0: making sure that the world is has stuff to explore in it which arceus uh, did not
1: arceus is like yeah a hilly terrain with random ass pokemon wandering in circles yeah that's what it looked like to me yeah
0: no arceus like it was cool and it felt neat to actually be like say like walking through a mountainside and, you know, seeing Pokemon that would logically be there and being able to catch them. But, like like you said, it's just like...
1: Were they just walking in circles? Yeah, like they're just kind of walking
0: around and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just like... It's... The illusion breaks yeah. pretty quickly, you know? Right. And... Uh, but, I mean, like I said, it was still fun when I was playing it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like uh, Scarlet and Violet.
1: You're excited me. about those?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be... They're gonna take a lot of what Arceus did well Mm -hmm. and build on it. That'd be good. And then my final final game that I'm you know pretty pretty hyped for is Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, in typical Kingdom Hearts fashion, I watch the trailer and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on, (laughs) but I'm excited and I'm gonna be there. You know? That's like my Kingdom Hearts experience Mm -hmm. for the last twenty years
2: or so.
1: that's funny. Uh, yeah. It's the thing that I, Sean, our buddy Sean told, has repeatedly mentioned. It's just like, it's so surprising that they've already like announced it and shown it and have like a, yeah. like after such a long wait for kingdom hearts three, they're right. like, and here's the next one, you know? Right. It's all, it's, it's a good thing for kingdom hearts fans. For sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. For real. I, I don't think many of us expected there to be, solid continuation so soon
1: yeah yeah no in terms of like AAA games that are coming up the only one that caught my attention that uh you hadn't mentioned yet was i mean they're making a remake of resident evil 4 which is neat it very it's still very good and very playable today yeah no doubt and but it is such a good game. I'm, you know, happy to see that it's going to be getting some love. And, right. Like, I've only heard positive things about the remakes of the last, of 2 and 3 or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, so, as for, like, what I wanted to touch on in terms of games coming out, though, was there was the Steam uh, Summer Games Festival called uh, Next Fest. Okay. And... There's some definite highlights that I, I thought were worth talking about. And sure. The thing that I noticed was like the tribute games, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. Like I sent uh, the Discord like a a trailer of Undetected. It's, uh, mm. It is a Metal Gear Solid yeah. game, basically. Right. <laughs> it yeah. looks like Metal Gear Solid 1, which is really cool. And then right. there's like... Agent 64, spies never die, which uh you can guess what that's like. Yeah, it's basically, yeah. Uh yeah. it looks just like uh yeah, just uh, like Goldeneye. It does. And I'm like that would be fun to try. So I, yeah all of the next fest games have demos or a, a big majority of them do. The that's featured really cool. ones do, so. That's super cool. Um like uh
0: It is cool to now we're seeing games being made. Like we've we've been seeing games being made that feel like they came off of a Super Nintendo for like a long time. Yeah. And now we're starting to see games that look like they came off of an N64 or a PlayStation yeah. 1.
1: <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um let's see, what else did I write down here? Like uh another like another one that was really inspired by Another game, but different was um, Thunder Ray. This one wasn't uh, like on the top front page, yeah. but it was uh, highly anticipated in the action game genre. It was it's a Punch Out inspired game, but nice. you're fighting like intergalactic monsters, like in a like sort of space boxing kind of. Thing. so uh, you're just a guy though at the same time like your dude is a boxer sure and it looks really fun nice. uh, the animation is beautiful so far like really very cool. good 2d animation and um uh, but like the another one that jumped out at me specifically was uh moon scars which just looks like a a very nice metroidvania that uh it looks polished. It's got excellent pixel art. It's got like the really cool 2D combat stuff. Like nothing jumped out about it that was like I've never seen this before. But yet, there like the combination of the yeah, arts and of the things that you like the action. Yeah, it was like oh, this looks really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's the thing. Like you know, I will, <laughs> I will never be disappointed to see mm-hmm. another Metroidvania. come out yeah but yeah it's just it's that genre has become so synonymous with indie games and so like you see trailers for new ones all the time there was one that i just saw the other day the name of it uh Mm -hmm. escapes me but yeah it's another 2d metroidvania yeah yeah. with beautiful pixel art it definitely Mm -hmm. leans more heavily into like say castlevania and bloodborne so, yeah. Definitely kind of maybe has some blasphemous vibes. Okay. But yeah, so that's just that's that's another one that, you know, when yeah. I saw that trailer, it's just yep, yep. This is all it, stuff that yeah. I've seen, but all the same it looks gorgeous and I will probably play it.
1: <laughs> Metroidvania and roguelites seem to be like yeah, the most bursting full indie game genres. How lovely for us. I guess. Yeah, for real. That's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, I don't know.
0: It's uh Yeah, but that you know,
1: just talking about what I was saying, like it doesn't do anything new or unique. Like, I guess what I've come to realize is, like, oh wow, so many indie games that I've like been interested in are all doing a new thing. Like, they just keep coming up. They just keep innovating. Jason, God bless these indie developers. God bless them. Indeed. But um, another like, so I thought I'd also mention the top three. Uh anticipated next fest games okay andy our friend andy is super excited for metal hell singer which is uh it looks like a doom inspired rhythm fps game mm. so you're uh yeah you're shooting in time to some metal music sure you're uh uh the it just looks cool Yeah. Looks, um and they've got like real uh, metal bands involved cool. like big ones you know like i heard lamb of god one nice. of the guys from that was involved and like stuff that's like super that, cool. you know um another the one that's trending at number one right now is uh cult of the lamb which is a roguelite mm-hmm. but it's also got like a a cult simulator like thing going on so it, it seems it's kind of funny it's uh it's like a all animal characters, you know, yeah. um, the trailer starts off, you like, you see a little pig lost in the woods and some, like, angry lamb with a sword comes and rescues him and brings him to his commune, you know, <laughs> full of, uh, like, you know, happy animals farming and stuff like that. And every time... It seems like when the pig turns his back, you know, something a little eerie happens behind his back, you know. And, like, it's a cult, obviously. And, uh... (laughs) So... But then you're, like... So you get to, you know, run your own cults, create your own... I don't know exactly. I don't know enough details yet, but I'm certainly going to try that one out. Sure, sure. Last one from the Steam Next Fest was Angerfoot. Which looks like a quirky... Like FPS, Um, it's got. I'm trying to articulate the vibe of the like, the aesthetic because uh, certainly like a fine like it's a, well animated 3D game, but it's also like got like this the think of like 90s Nickelodeon or something (laughs) like that where like there's like this kind of like I think like. Ah, real monsters or like, sure, you know stuff like that. So, uh, it's called Angerfoot. You you do a lot of kicking in the game, nice, and you bursting through doors and you're beating people with a bat and you're <laughs> shooting them. You know, like <laughs> it. My thought when I saw them, like, oh, this is like first person hotline Miami. Okay, know? it's really a frenetic thing, you sure, fast paced stuff. So, yeah, those are. I think every game I mentioned just now, I have downloaded a demo for, so I'm excited to try those out. Super cool. Yeah. Um, It'll be a good time.
0: Yeah. Lots of really cool stuff is coming out.
1: Yeah. It's...
0: It's almost always an exciting time to be a gamer nowadays. It's true. You know? It's true. Yeah, it's just the medium just keeps, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, expanding and giving more stuff, you know, to all kinds of people within it. And I love it.
1: You know, like, E3 has kind of dissolved, right? Yeah. And so you get, like, these uh, big reveal events from different yeah. companies throughout the year. Sometimes right. they do it near the time E3 used to be, which yeah. is pretty much, you know, last weekend, weekend before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw, like, the PlayStation thing, and we saw, like, a lot of Capcom games yeah. come out, you know, announced. and
0: Yeah, that's been a thing. You know, I was thinking about that recently too it's yeah like you know back in the day you know like you know you there would be a lot of um buzz and build up you know towards Mm e3 just because there was so much expectation you know for you know your next favorite game right you know to be revealed but yeah just as you know as time has gone on and as like all of these companies have you know basically been able to kind of cultivate their own platform Mm -hmm. you know to essentially just show it all off themselves yeah yeah e3 has just uh kind of faded into the distance yeah i mean companies you know had been like pulling out of it before i mean nintendo had pulled out of things like e3 for a while but now it's just yeah like you know all these companies are able to you know showcase their games kind of when they want to and you know make their own uh real production out of it
1: and I'm. It's cool to see that like Steam indie game festivals are a thing. Yeah, that's really neat. It kind of fills that role for the indie games in a way. Yeah, you know?
0: it's cool that yeah that indie games are able to get that much of a platform now.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, neat stuff.
0: Very neat stuff.
1: Oh, Jason, I just remembered another game I've been playing. What Castlevania: Circle of the Moon? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, uh, <laughs> I yeah beat it finally. He um, did.
0: yes. yeah, so just a um to get that started, you know, a few episodes ago, Jeff and I placed down our first gauntlet mm-hmm. you know where I give Jeff a game to play and he gives me one. Our first gauntlet was an exploration of like two Metroidvania games that were very classic to us. I gave Jeff Castlevania Circle of the Moon, you know, which was the first Castlevania game that I played, and was the first Game Boy Advance game that I owned, and then Jeff gave me um, Metroid Zero Mission, which yeah. was a Game Boy Advance remake of the original
1: Metroid. Yeah, and that was also the second Metroid game I'd played. First two D yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, as someone who never owned a GBA game, it was probably one of the f- first, if not the first one, I owned as well. Right. Um. Like I owned. The the Game Boy Player for the GameCube. That's how I played that the first time. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually just found my old Game Boy Player thing at my mom's house. Yeah, not too terribly long ago. Nice. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was just like, man, I wonder if I could get that thing
2: to
0: boot up. Yeah. I also found the thing that, you know, you can put on the GameCube and you could say, like, plug it into the cigarette lighter in your car (laughs) so you could play the GameCube in the car. Oh, it had, like, a little screen on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I distinctly remember as a kid, yeah, like plugging that in and my friend Ethan and I playing Melee like on a car ride.
1: That's sick. Yeah. That, uh, that must have been fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yes. Truly a portable console. It really, yeah. But yeah, um,
0: Castlevania, Circle of the Moon, and Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah. How we do we, we played this?
1: them. Yeah. I just, it's nice that they're such like mirror... Games yeah. in the same series, right? Yeah,
0: I, yeah. which I think is what helped make it such a perfect first gauntlet for us to place.
1: And they're both, obviously, they're Metroidvanians, right? Yep. And uh, that means uh, they're in the same world. Yep. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Castlevania, I'm curious. I sh- actually meant to look this up, but. Because uh, like Castlevania history, you yeah. know what I mean. Because yeah. I don't know a lot about it, sure. But I wonder, just like what number Castlevania this was, you know? Because I believe like at least Castlevania three had been out before Castlevania Circle of the Moon. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Um, but that being said, like Metroid Zero Mission was like technically the sixth Metroid game ever, you know? right? Um, yeah.
0: By the time both of those games had come out. I think both of them uh recognized what people deemed classic from each franchise.
1: Yeah, because that's something I didn't know for a long long time is that Castlevania didn't actually start with the Metroidvania stuff right they away. It did not. Yeah. yeah. No. Um like there was a uh, more <sighs> can you speak more to that because i'm not sure i can but i know castlevania like you played parallax right or what is that game called the like the indie one that's inspired by infernax Ca- infernax sorry
0: yeah, yeah 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 so um with castlevania you know those games were you know they were traditionally more you know just a little bit more on the side of, you know, your conventional 2d platformer, Mm -hmm. you know, they did have, they did have levels, you know, that you could um, traverse through. Many of them did have, you know, like things like, you know, maybe some like slight uh, alternate paths you could take. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the guy who kind of became like synonymous with the Castlevania uh, franchise, uh, Koji Igarashi, like, when he, when he became, like, the, kind of the director and was able to make Symphony of the Night, which is, you know, largely considered, like, the pinnacle
1: mm-hmm.
0: of that series, you know, he wanted to do, like, he wanted to basically...
1: Kind of redesign the yeah, series. Yeah, redefine
0: it into what it a lot of people know it to be as now. Yeah. And it's, like, it's funny um, because, like, when when he's talked about it in the past, like he's never like explicitly mentioned Metroid. Yeah. Like typically I think he had mentioned saying things like the original Legend of Zelda. Okay. In that, you know, he wanted like kind of it to feel more like an RPG in an interconnected world.
1: Right. Cause that's why I brought up that, uh, Infernax. Yeah. Cause Castlevania two and Infernax seem to be pretty similar in some yep. ways like they're, you're d- walking through cities and going to yep. different like monster areas and stuff.
0: Yeah. Infernax also took a lot of inspiration from Legend of Zelda too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Uh, in there. But um yeah, with uh with Circle of the Moon, I think that's one of the I don't think Igarashi had much involvement in Circle of the Circle of the Moon and he's kind of gone back and forth over the years on whether or not he, you know, considers it canon, like, to the franchise and whatnot, it's... Oh, interesting. It's, the game has really frequently sat in a really weird space within the franchise. Okay. I didn't... Not, obviously, I didn't know that when I first started playing sure. the game that I was playing, I don't know, one of the outliers, I guess. Sure. But I still... Yeah, when I played it as a kid, you know, that was my early... Like, my earliest representation of what these style of games were.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, the Metroidvanias... Like, that term didn't even really exist to me until years later. Yeah.
0: Um, Pretty much only when, like, indie games started coming out that were inspired by them.
1: Yeah. And so, like, with Metroid. Zero Mission, like, I had played Metroid Prime, and I'm like, oh, this is phenomenal, and yeah. I really like Metroid all of a sudden. Right. I want, and this new one has just come out. This It's a remake of the first game. What a perfect next game to play. Yeah. And it really was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, Jason and I just watched, like, a quick IGN recap of that game, actually, because for Jason, you know, to be fair to Jason, uh, they finished that game months ago now and i just finished circle of the moon a couple weeks ago yeah
0: i think i i started playing zero mission late february early march
1: right and it's only a few hours long yeah
0: exactly so i mean i you know i played it in you know maybe a few sittings yeah you know um but you know i yeah i just had a blast Mm -hmm. playing it you know I one of the things like I never I wasn't exactly sure of, you know, when we started doing like kind of coming up with the idea of the gauntlet, I was like is one of us going to try to convince the other that their game is better? <laughs> um but I think <laughs> without too much without too much, you know, I think it would be safe to say that I think we probably both enjoy zero mission more at the end of the day.
1: Nowadays, right? Like yeah. Uh... Before you had retried Circle of the Moon, maybe you would have thought Circle of the Moon could yes. stand up. That idealized memory is a little, is stronger than yeah. the real thing.
0: So what's kind of funny about that is so when we first pitched the idea mm-hmm. for the gauntlet, you know, I was playing through Circle of the Moon. Yeah. And... I was playing through it and I was right around that period of time where I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was still at, you know, the part where I was like, man, this is great. I did not know that like kind it takes of the a turn. Yeah, <laughs> that it does take a turn. So like the second half of the game or maybe more accurately, like final third
1: is Painful. It's this. It's the two-headed dragon in the room. Jeez. Yeah, it's not that good at the in the second half. Like it starts strong. I'll admit. You yeah. Know, especially with the music and the feel of the game, like it took me a bit to get used to. Like I had to level up my. I had to get a run. But I. And I did really like the idea of the card mechanic. It's you know? a great mechanic. So in that game, there's this. There's two decks you can build. Mm-hmm. They each have about. Ten cards in them. If you can find them, they're random drops from monsters. Yep. And uh, like, so if you if you use card one and combine that with card one of the next deck, uh, you know you get a fire whip, for example. But then if you use card one and with card two, you get a leaf whip or something. You know. Yeah. And so on. And then if you combine card. Two with card one, you get, like, fire armor. Yeah, you know, That's exactly. the sort of thing you're getting, right? And
0: you're encouraged to, once you start getting cards, you're, like, heavily encouraged, like... Yeah. Mess around with it. Exactly. You know? It doesn't
1: even, like, you... Some of them are less obvious as to what they do than others, which is cool. Yeah. To me, at least. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, like, giving me a lot of invincibility when I get hit or something. You're yeah. Like, oh, this is, uh, like sometimes they don't even, like, you wouldn't figure it out on your own, so it would tell you in the menu after the thing happened. happened. Like, your luck percentage went way up or something. Like, drop rate went way up. Right. Um, But speaking of drop rate, that's one of the major problems the game has, is that uh, those priceless and cool and fun cards are, like, you have, like, less than... I mean, it's... I saw some numbers on an article about the game that it was hmm. like uh, one to 3% drop rates or yeah. something like that. And, um, and let's, you know, who wants to sit there and like whip a, yeah, like go back a, into the room, like a Griffin. And then like, yeah, exactly. Leave the room. Come back. Yeah. Whip. And there, are, I don't, I would not have been able to finish that game without some of the amenities that the re release is added oh yeah
0: neither would i one of those nice amenities uh is like when you attack a monster you know uh there's details that it would give you including whether or not that monster has the ability to give you a card yeah so like say back on the original game Mm -hmm. like there were so many things that i never found in my first time uh playing through the game and there's Mm -hmm. other you know really good uh, quality of life things that were added to the Castlevania collection that I think are going to yeah. be—we're both going to talk
1: about uh, <laughs> as time progresses. It's like uh, the article I was just talking about says that the rewind feature or is one of the best things you can do because uh, that way you can grind for cards easier. Which the fact that you—that is a a feature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even like in the game, like man, just. Why not let us have the fun things? You know what I mean? Why yeah. not make the drop rate like 25%? Or just like know? the first
0: time you take down one of these yeah. monsters, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I never got the second card for the first deck because I never, you know, I never got it from that enemy or whatever, yeah. and uh, eventually you're not finding them anymore because you're not going back to the first area again. Exactly. I mean, met?
0: Things like that appear in other Castlevania games, like um, Aria of Sorrow has a thing where you can get uh, powers, you know, from various monsters, but they're also random drops. Okay. That is something that also appeared in uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, you know? um, And yeah, it's stuff that, yeah, you get, but it's something that you don't get reliably, and it encourages uh, grinding, which, like obviously someone likes that or game developers wouldn't do it, (laughs) you know?
1: Right. I I think there's this notion that has certainly faded a lot that game length uh, means that you've got more bang for your buck and grinding is a guaranteed way to extend the length of the time you play the game. Right. Or it makes you drop it faster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It can do both very easily.
1: (laughs) Um, So that's the thing. Like, once like jason beat that boss that had stopped them from progressing when they were a kid yeah uh the game takes a sudden shift into hard suddenly
0: yeah it yeah there's a um you know uh you know castlevania circle of the moon and a lot of games in the franchise you know have a like a you know a mechanic that is pretty ubiquitous ubiquitous with RPGs and that's you know leveling up. Yeah. And you know throughout most of that time like your level feels as though it is matching, you know, yeah. with the enemies that you're going up against in the areas you're mm-hmm. exploring. But once I reach that area which is like mm-hmm. right around which is like you said, like the two-headed dragon boss, Yeah, it's before him
1: yeah, it's and before after him. the Whatever that monster that's stuck in the wall, like. Oh, a Dromolek. A Dromolek. Yeah. yeah. So
0: for me, a was the last boss I remembered playing or going up against when I was a kid. Yeah. And right so after
1: like, him, it gets hard. Right yeah. after him.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so the game, there's a huge difficulty increase. Yeah. Um, and like, and each boss after that, it just keeps.
1: It gets harder and harder. So. Yeah. On the one side, you know, I like a hard game, and I, you know, I was enjoying fighting Dromalik, uh, even though it felt like I was under leveled when I was fighting him. Like uh, right. it wasn't so much that uh, I didn't like his patterns or something. Um, it was, you know, I'm like, okay, I just I'm not doing enough damage to kill this guy, right? And I'm I don't want to go back and grind and get XP from idiot enemies, you know? Yeah, and the next area is crazy. It's it's the floor is lava, basically. Yeah, basically. Because it's a acid sewer, where if you're on the ground, in most places, you are burning. You're like, what's, Jason's eyes just got really big all of a sudden. Sorry, I just heard a sound. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
1: um, what kind of sound?
0: A thud of some kind. Oh,
1: Johan probably jumped off of a... The
2: fridge. (laughs) 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 I'm ending it all. (laughs)
1: Wait, was it like a? Do you think the tree fell? Because there's a guy in my backyard fell in a tree right now.
0: That could very well be.
1: Okay, I I got noise canceling headphones (laughs) on, so I I have that feature. I just haven't turned it on. But yeah, uh, sorry, I did
0: not mean to totally cut off your train train of thought. But yeah, like you said, there's that area of the game, kind of like the floor is lava,
1: and. The reason I'm not back there watching this tree come down is because my neighbors are there, because it's on the border of our property, and this whole thing was their idea, and I already had plans to record this episode. Okay. Right. So I'm not... I'll be up there soon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> shut up, mom's voice <laughs> in my head. No. Um, but uh, yeah, it gets... Like acid sewer, you're, Like you stand still for a second and you lose half your health. So you're, and of course, the enemies are harder now. Yep, and, and they're knocking you into the yeah. thing at,
0: at every conceivable opportunity. So
1: it was during the dramatic moment of the game that my buddy Tyler, friend of the podcast. Yep. Um, <laughs> he came by uh, and he was like, let's make it our mission to finish Castlevania Circle of the Moon today. Yeah. I didn't realize we were both, like, signing up for the Kamikaze squad in, yeah. the, in World War II or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the morale got real low by the end of the night, unfortunately. Sure. Sure. Because uh, those last few bosses are, they're just hellish. If, yeah. Because if you don't level up, if you don't grind, you don't do enough damage, and then you take a lot of damage, and then, you know they're designed to be hard yeah. even if you have the right yeah. stuff, you know? Exactly. And I, yeah, I love a well-designed difficult game. This didn't feel like that. You yeah.
0: Know? No, I think, yeah, like the difficulty spike that happens, you know, plus the thing with, you know, the really inconsistent drop rates mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the cards, which are, you know, a h- crucial, uh, yeah. aspect of the game like you know the final boss of the game when i was stuck on them mm-hmm. uh you know i went online and i was just like hey is there something that i'm missing <laughs> and you know some someone had said yeah no get these two cards and mm-hmm. i was like okay and so i looked it up and i was like i had one of them mm-hmm. but the other one you know would have taken me halfway if not more you know across the, across map, the map, and map and i just had thought to myself like i don't want to do True. that so what i ended up doing you know and it had something that i had tinkered with you know throughout a couple of the boss fights prior is i started save scumming yeah, throughout yeah, yeah like i would um because the game has a quick save feature so like say you know with final boss and just Previous things beforehand i'd be like okay i've made it through two three of their patterns haven't been hit gotten a couple of good hits in myself let's do a quick save
1: that's exactly what we had to do as well yeah yeah
0: and you know i can say yeah we both beat the game
1: doing that right
0: and so it's like
1: but it doesn't feel like a win. It doesn't. No, it filled. does not really yeah. feel like I beat
0: the game as it was intended. Just, like it definitely, yeah. it definitely felt like cheating. You yeah, know, it got
1: a real bitter taste. Exactly. At the end. Yeah, and
0: i I did not have to do that throughout my time with Metroid.
1: <laughs> it's a totally different game. Like even though, like we were saying, they're like mirror images of each other in a way for yeah. these two genre like genre defining series. Yeah, but. uh... Metroid Zero Mission is just a, it's pretty simple. It's yeah. uh, straightforward. It's um, short. Uh, there is no RPG mechanics in the game. Nope. Uh, and it's games like Circle of the Moon that made me think growing up, like, I don't like RPGs. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because it it takes some RPG mechanics and does them badly. Like I can, right. I mean, it's like, weird. It's weird to be dissing on one of my childhood favorite games, but as an adult now and fully playing the game, I can see some of the stuff that is very wrong with it. Yeah, you know, you've
1: grown as a person, and so have the games industry, right? So yeah, as the games industry. Uh, no, like my first experiences with games with like level up mechanics were things like. Uh, Zelda Two and Dragon Warrior, which is the first Dragon Quest yep, game. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't enjoy those games. You know, when I was sure, a kid, and sure. that my intention span attention span was too low for those. I think, especially. Sure. And uh, I never like not until uh, like Fallout Three mm-hmm. did I ever play a game that was widely described as an RPG again. Um, which is a long time it between is. dragon warrior and <laughs> Fallout, 3. Fallout 3. Yes, it is. Um, but I was like, you know, a post-apocalyptic wasteland shooter with RPG I'll play it, and i oh, I can see why this is fun now. You know exactly.
0: What I mean? Yeah, I mean, like the leveling up and just like that slow build. Like that's a nice. It can, when done well, it can be a really nice way to show the player like how how far they've come since the beginning of the game. Yep. You know, but that has to be well balanced and
1: tuned mm-hmm. to the game around them. <laughs> the other way you can do that uh, is to just have you fight enemies from the early part, I guess, if that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and Metroid does that a lot of the time. Yeah. I think, at least it did in zero mission. Right. Even now, uh, as, as, You know, fifteen years later or so, I remember beating that game the first time and just mowing through Space Pirates with the full like suit back. Yeah, and like after having crawling through like the zero suit area, you know, and like just murdering these people that are desecrating my ancestors' home. Right. Yeah. Like
0: just like that sense of empowerment that you get at that point. Yeah.
1: What a. What a great moment. Like, that's honest, like, that when you see the crayon uh, or whatever, like, the drawing dwelling, of yeah. uh, Samus holding a uh, Chozo's feathered hand, you yeah. know? It's super I s- cool. I, yeah, I'm tearing up. No, yeah. uh, it's one of my favorite m- game moments, yeah. period, you know? Yeah. I just love that. Uh, so, because you get, like the feeling that she's detached from everything in the Metroid games because she is a silent protagonist and she's, like, silently killing people that are, like, you know, sp- monsters and space pirates, and she's listed as a bounty hunter. Right. But then, you know... You're not really the- given much to empathize with her right. with, you know? And at the end of Zero Mission, it's like, it's been personal the whole time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At the very beginning of
0: Zero Mission, you know, you get this thing showing, like, you know, this is me going home, Mm -hmm. seeing what it, like, what has happened to my home since the time that I've been gone. And yeah, and her basically just describing it as her, like, her origin story. Yeah. You know, essentially, which is just, yeah, insanely cool. Mm -hmm. Do you want to fully switch gears over to Metroid, or is there more that you.
1: No, I I mean what else can be said about castlevania uh the final boss fight is dog shit Um, yeah i mean i mean
0: i don't think it's a spoiler to say that your final boss fight in a castlevania game is dracula (laughs) i mean that's right that happens but yeah it's just it's that kind of classic design where it's just like really really big monster does like three or four attacks Mm -hmm. all of them do a shit ton of damage yeah but that's it
1: I think, uh, one thing that, um, I want to try symphony of the night again. I want to sure. try like the, the universally loved ones. Cause circle of the moon is, seems to it's be divisive. Pe- po- yeah. It's divisive, but also mostly positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, because the things that, and I think part of what I didn't like about it, oh gosh, is, uh, like, I didn't like a lot about it, frankly. Sorry. It's okay. Um, but it's like okay. The, uh, I felt like, especially in the first half of the game, in the first, like, it was hard to even remember where I was or where I was going just because everywhere looked the same to me. Yeah. And part of this is because it's on a Game Boy Advance, right? But like, uh, also, you know, just like um I think that was a big one. Special moves and everything like the controls, of course, there was only like you know, you had L, R, A, and B and start and select on a yeah. Game Boy Advance. So there was Not was, a ton you can do. Right, like so <laughs> if you're if you want to wall jump in that game for some reason it's R when you hit a a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, um like Like it didn't feel like a fun traversing game, you know what I mean? Fun movement game, uh, and it didn't feel like a fun exploration game. That's one of the
0: things that Metroidvania's yeah should have is like mm -hmm. as as the ability to traverse the map kind of becomes you know more open to you. You know, exploring the map should get increasingly more fun. Yeah, uh, and rewarding. Yeah, you know.
1: And from what I just from glances at symphony of the night and i did play symphony of the night a while a long while back for Uh like less than an hour Uh um but i remember the you know i remember thinking or at least in comparison i wasn't thinking why does every room look identical you know what i mean right and that's something that as far as i remember about zero mission i don't think that it had the same problem
0: yeah I no, I would uh I would definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, with Castlevania, you know, like it's something that is a an asset to the game but also a detriment is the fact that the castle tends to also be a character in the game in a way. Um, you know, because like Dracula's castle like appears and it always is like it's different, um, but it's like it's a it's this external manifestation of Dracula appearing in this new place in this new time, but you know, there's only so much that you can kind of do mm-hmm. like say with a castle. I mean, honestly, like in my opinion, like circle of the moon probably does just as good of a job as, you know, creating variety in its biomes, as symphony does because yeah you've got like you know your parts of the castle proper there's like the clock tower um there's like the caverns below so like there is variety in the biomes but i would say i would definitely agree that you know the traversal and just also like there's variety more so in metroid's map and it's also easier in metroid For you to kind of have a mental map of what is going on. Yeah. Because, like, you could maybe be in a certain biome, Mm -hmm. like, you could be in Norfair, Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, okay, I vaguely remember this is a thing that I couldn't reach. Yeah. You know, but I can kind of maybe remember the stuff that led up to
1: it. Yeah.
0: But, like, if you're thinking about, yeah, there was this thing that I, you know, couldn't find in the castle. (laughs) Right. Which is like two thirds of the map you know yeah,
1: exactly like and I, I think just the background decor being the same in most spots was hard you're like within, yeah. within a biome you know because there were different biomes fair yeah. um but like that was that contributed to the difficult mental yeah. map aspect but uh,
0: from so i've played a tiny bit of the uh, second castlevania game on the okay. Game Boy advance yeah. harmony of Disson- dissonance at least in my time playing it, that does seem to do a slight better job mm-hmm. at, you know, creating a more vibrant and, yeah. you know, different feeling map, you know. Um, right. It's been a while since I've played it, so honestly, at this point, I'm probably going to have to restart it. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it can be done. I mean, obviously, both of these games were made on the uh, Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. but, you know, Metroid was able to create, you know, a more. Uh, easily identifiable and workable
1: map. Like One And I was going to mention the music quick because I said I did like the music, but it got old really fast, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that was partially because, again, the memory limitations because these songs ended up being like less than a minute and a half long or something. Mm-hmm. And it would loop again. Yeah. And, uh, it seemed like they, it was a front-loaded music yeah. game as well because uh, the first... Castlevania area, at least. I mean, had the coolest song, Awake. Yeah,
0: it's a banger.
1: It's a good song. And whenever then, we yeah. play
0: like Smash Ultimate and we're on a Castlevania yeah. level, you yeah. bet your ass, I am <laughs> p- picking that song. Yeah.
1: So all that being said, like, just thinking about like some of the complaints I've just listed about Circle of the Moon, like I can, I have played the original Metroid One and Metroid Two: Samus Returns for Game Boy. And yeah, it had those problems worse in, sure. you know. So I mean they it's not like one series is you know, was intuitively better or something right. like that. Right. I but, think
0: this is just, you know, just yeah. a case by case thing. Right. But um you know, there were two you know I mean I did have a couple of questions that I was yeah. going to specifically ask you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, coming from Metroid, you know, going into Castlevania you know this probably being one of the first ones that you probably like really really Mm -hmm. dived into what were some of the first major differences you noticed between the two
1: the first thing I noticed about Castlevania 1 is like why am I moving so damn slow right now (laughs) Uh, or Castlevania Circle of Moon Uh, and like and I started to get this like I, I guess I started to realize early on, like, oh, maybe the combat is important in this game series or something. Because I would say in Metroid, it, for a it's, long time, it didn't feel that important. It's not, yeah. Like, you can you can just as easily go
0: through the game, you know, Jumping, letting the little yeah. space slugs be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I wonder how many pacifist runs you could find on YouTube. You know I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, you couldn't just run and jump over, like, most of the enemies early on. And right. And it if was you like did, a, you know, it would really come to bite you in the ass on right. your way. So, and the... What other differences? Um, I think that's, like, I think I've mentioned, you know, like, I was like, oh, the... I'm surprised that this whole biome feels samey versus like, or that at first I didn't realize there were biomes because I was in the first area for a long time. Right. Right. And, uh, it's a relatively large area in the game. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, also, uh, Metroid has a feature on the map where it, shows you uh things (laughs) yeah
0: no yeah like um you know when you reach certain waypoints in metroid zero mission you're given this vague approximation of where you should go like Mm -hmm. it doesn't hold your hand to get you there right but you know it's it's enough to say like
1: this is probably the way you should be going but not only that like if you have missiles now it shows you where the red doors are or yes. if you have power bombs you know where the green door something like that you know and like if uh, you can see like oh there's a a cavern here that or like a column here that i didn't finish or whatever yeah so i must maybe oh yeah i remember now that i ha- have double jump now yep. so i can go check that yep. out um So I felt like I had to rely more on my own, like, memory of where the puzzles that I wasn't able to... Right. Or whatever, the obstacles I wasn't able to beat yet, or whatever. Which is
0: difficult, too, yeah, if the map overlay doesn't really do you favors in
1: that regard. Right, and to be fair, you know, it shows, like, you know, it shows walls. It shows, like, oh, you didn't find the ceiling or wall here, so there must be more to it, Exactly, so
0: there, yeah, it's not, yeah, there's still stuff that you are able to kind of backtrack and look and see, you know, parts of the map that you are able, mm-hmm. you know, to go through. So I, yeah, it's, it doesn't hold your hand, but I don't think it's, I don't know, with us, usually with, once you unlock, get a new power up in Circle of the Moon, mm-hmm. with a little bit of exploration, you're usually able to kind of find your way on the path. Right. Without too much difficulty.
1: And maybe I'm projecting here, but I think that's Metroid's evolution into... More and more hints uh-huh. is pretty divisive in yeah. uh, the Metroid community, like because especially the remake of Samus Returns. Um, mm. You have a button that just like shows you every. You get this button immediately, uh, by uh-huh. the way. Uh, where it does like a radar pulse and it shows you like everything you can interact with in a room. In a room, and it'll show you like you know, uh, yeah. Like, basically, the secrets, right? Sure. So, um, and Dread didn't do that, mm-hmm. but, which I'm happy about, actually, but, uh, it did also have, like, more and more, like, it not only did it show you, like, the doors, but it showed you, like, oh, here's that wall type that you can break now. Like, that's showing up on the map now. Yeah. Which is helpful to make the game, Super like, helpful. quicker. You know? Yeah. That's just a good quality of life thing. Yeah.
0: But, um, okay. Now, you know, we've talked at length about the uh, the things about Circle of the Moon that, you know, neither of us really enjoyed. But do you have some highlights from your
2: time yeah, with the I, game?
1: Like, if I certainly wanted to say that I really liked the, the aesthetic of, like, this kind of bizarre, monstery game, like, yeah, it's kind of it's fun to be a vampire hunter. You know? It is. It is. a Like I can see how that took off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I have
0: always loved the atmosphere and vibe of Castlevania. And it's as I was playing so much it, I
1: I could see, you know, teenage Jason getting really into this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I, because Jason's always been a fan of monster movies. Yeah. You know? um, oh, yeah. Like the old
0: ones. Right? The very old ones, yeah, like the universal monster like yeah. horror movies from the thirties. Yeah, no, that's that's my jam.
1: And so Yeah, I And like I said, I really did think that the DSS system, that's what they called, like the yep. dual yep, yep. something system, uh, the cards idea it was very neat and it's something i wish would come back in another game you yeah know? i think that'd be really cool to see again mm-hmm. so to see like a weirdo freakozoid monsters just crawling around and mm-hmm. are like you know uh it's a it's a fun thing yeah i think so, so too those would be my highlights i guess cool um do you, sh- you have should we dive deeper into Metroid do you have more to say about it that we haven't talked about yet well you know <sighs> shows page of notes <laughs> <laughs> I maybe you know I just might have a thing or two right but no yeah it's
0: no like honestly it's it's largely
1: stuff that we already kind of went mm-hmm. through um so I guess then I have a few questions yes. as well because I wanted like did Metroid what in what ways did it surprise you? Um
0: Metroid you know, Metroid surprised me because like, you know, like how you were saying with Circle of the Moon that you, you know, really enjoyed the uh uh like the atmosphere
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know of the castle, like the world that is going on in there. Um that was also one that was one of the things that, yeah, that I was instantly Uh, taken with you know in metroid is yeah like it it felt like a it felt like a world that was going on independently of what you were doing yeah you know like you know we we just kind of had glossed over it but you know when we were joking about uh pacifist runs of metroid (laughs) that you know that there are instances like there's really no objective reason to you know run through all these corridors you know mm-hmm. just blasting everything in sight and there were there was at least one time specifically where the solution to a puzzle like showed up for me like just because I stood in the room and mm-hmm. actually observed what was going on like mm-hmm. there like the little like the little purple bug guys. Yeah. Like there's a period of the game where it's like, there's these little, the, these egg sacks mm-hmm. that, you know, no matter what weapon I had, I could not break them. Yeah. And so I was like, just, I was hopelessly stuck and I walked into a room with, you know, and I just see the little purple bug guys like hopping around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just happened to think, I just think to myself like, gosh, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. And I just happened to keep watching and, And they all just kind of, like, crawl up the little tendrils of the egg thing, Mm -hmm. and they eat it. Yeah. Like, I have no control of what these little bug guys are doing. Yeah. And here they are. Like, they're just going to town on this (laughs) egg, and they open up the path for me. Yeah. You know? And, you know, kind of like how you were saying uh, earlier, like, you know, like, the planet, you know, I mean, it is Samus's home, you know? So it's like, and there's elements of the planet that, you know, feel like, you know, that it has been here mm-hmm. for a long time. And like the space pirates, you know, have come afterwards yeah. and have done a lot to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what they've done to it is not good, yeah, you know, but yeah, like that, that atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, was just so incredibly apparent, just right off the bat. Yeah. You know, and you know, the nice thing that, you know, not having to worry about like the level up mm-hmm. thing, you know, I was just all the more encouraged, you know, to just explore. Yeah. You know, and like even dead ends were rewarding to me because I was finding upgrades for something continually. Yeah. You know, and like so. My time when I was backtracking mm-hmm. never felt wasted.
1: I always felt like they did the the power ups, like the secrets, really well in Metroid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, sometimes, especially in Super Metroid, and uh, you know, earlier, it's hard to find some of them for sure because just like, how was I supposed to know? I was supposed to shoot this specific block or whatever, right? Uh, but when you do find, like, if you're like, hey, what's, like, this has a, you know, a curious shape. What happens if I like, go into a little ball and just, you know, sit yeah. there for a while? Sure enough, you fall through the floor and then you're in a new room that has, like, an energy tank that you can see right. or
2: something.
0: exactly. You know? Yeah, um, there's just all kinds of stuff that you're finding, like, yeah. you know, um, all the time. And, uh, yeah, just, like, you know, traversal of mm-hmm. the map, you know, was really fun mm-hmm. and you know kept getting more fun yeah you know as as time went on and yeah like i just uh i had a i had a ton of fun with the boss fights mm-hmm. you know like and it's it's funny because like you know uh like like some of these boss fights you know like specifically like Kraid and ridley you know it's like They just keep bringing these guys back, you know.
1: (laughs) It's like bizarre. Yeah. yeah,
0: How many times can you bring Kraid and Ridley back? Like, (laughs) Samus is like the world's or like the galaxy's best bounty hunter, Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) these guys don't die,
1: (laughs) right? I, you know, I think the funny thing is there's canonical reasons for a lot of that stuff. Uh, Yeah, I, I believe uh, that. Like, I just wanted to mention before I get before I forget, but like, I feel like with the atmosphere because you were talking about that. Like, I think that contributes so much to the metroid series because yeah, like it's no doubt. it's in a sci-fi space that i don't see in other games you right. know what i mean it's like uh it's because it has like a certain like melancholy and loneliness to it when you're yeah you know yeah and uh the music you know can kind of you know make you feel a certain kind of way sometimes as you're going through these mm-hmm. worlds and then there's also like I've noticed that there's, like, a certain idea where they all do this a lot. Where they start off with, like, a really powerful, like, bombastic theme in the first area. Because you're, like, excited. You got a new game to try or whatever. Yep. And you're, like... Um, but, like, you're also, like... Hell yeah, let's go solve this. You know, let's go fight whatever. Yeah. and Go fight the monster. And it kind of... That, like... Just, like, how... That feeling wears off in real life. It kind of the music kind of matches that, and mm-hmm. you end up like, you know, this is a longer project than just you know something you step off your ship and shoot one guy and right on right. right. Um, but like, yeah, with the Nintendo has a thing where, like, if they've done it in a previous game and the previous game was popular, that means they have to do it again. Sure. And they don't realize that, like, I'm still going to buy a game if it doesn't have Ridley or Crate in it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> like.
0: Uh, You'll even buy a game if it doesn't have Daisy in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Daisy who? No, um, <laughs> I. They Most better controversial put out like thing a, you've yeah, said in this podcast. They better put a trailer out, like in a couple weeks or something before too long where they, like, (laughs) announce the DLC, you know, of Daisy and they'll be like, just starts off with, like, an angry Daisy and, hi, I'm Daisy, (laughs) you know, kicks. Kick, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, like, with, you know, Ridley is the, the leader of the Space Pirates, right? And so, you... You fight him in the first... You know, I don't want to give you spoilers because you're going to play through more of these games, right? But anyway, Mecha Ridley or Meta Ridley is a thing. Oh, and yeah. And like, uh, Metroid Fusion has a smart way of like, you know, evoking Ridley and stuff yep. too. So, um, anyway, it's just... And Kraid, you never really kill him in terms... Because like, he he sinks back into his lava. Right. usually happens. And you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, you have fought, you fought to fight Kraid again. But. So
0: it's like it just makes you think, like, you know, Kraid, like, gets to a new planet. All right, guys. Yeah. Where's the lava pit? Samus will get here eventually. I'm just gonna...
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah just so, finds his mm-hmm. hot tub and he's
0: like, <laughs> she'll come.
1: <laughs> yeah, she'll be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no in... lazy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Zeeb's, right? In on Zebs for Metroid one, but like, he's, he's trotted around. I'm trying to think, like, do you ever go back to the same planet twice? And I don't like, I can't remember the planet you're on in super Metroid. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. The, uh, it's in the new game. Cause I know you saw that crate is in dread. I did. Uh, He's enslaved now, you know, he's like chained to the wall and shit, so mm-hmm. you're like, he's being dragged around. They know?
0: at least give him a lava pit. Oh
1: yeah. You know? That's how he lives, man. That's his lifeblood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up my own lore now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all that to say, like, uh, Dread has really innovated in all the right ways in that game yeah. series, and I'm so pumped that it did so well and was so popular and it was a fun game and i'm like man the future of 2d metroid is looking bright yeah for sure the future of 3d metroid is looking strangely
0: missing you know right well yeah like um after after i beat zero mission you know i instantly was like okay i've clearly been missing out on the metroid side of things so i borrowed uh jeff's copy of the 3ds remake of samus returns and so like um when i'll get to it is unclear but like i Mm -hmm. definitely feel now that i am gonna make an effort to go through all of the 2d metroids hell yeah yeah
1: Metroid Prime is a 10 out of 10 game too. Yeah, and
0: I'd love to. I'd love to try the 3D Metroids mm-hmm. too. Like it's harder
1: I'm, to play them if you don't have a GameCube.
0: There's game. that. I'm holding out hope that we might see like maybe a trilogy pack. You know, put Sh- together. Yeah. Like the Switch seems like the uh, the console <laughs> to have that show That's up on. That's
1: the thing is they did do that for the Wii. I want to say. Oh slash yeah. Slash the Wii. Sure, sure. But uh, I don't know if you know. I haven't seen the the double collection or the double remake yet from Nintendo. So sure. we'll see if that happens. Sure, but, sure. Um Yeah. I I don't know, man. I, I love Metroid.
0: Yeah. No, it's a it's a great series, and it's like one of the like it's one of the great things about setting up this gauntlet was mm-hmm. the fact that yeah, it was able to give me a really great opportunity to you know yeah. experience this this the other side exactly I, yeah
1: it is it's such a pleasant thing that it happened for both like that we had this thing that we could We both because i had hardly ever tried castlevania man. right so it's like just to i feel the same way mm-hmm. like, what a nice treat to dabble in the exactly other side. yeah and now, if i yeah. could
0: if i could if i could find like another castlevania game for you to play while i'm playing samus returns <laughs> you know maybe one that's i feel a little bit better about now but i don't know it'll be be really interesting to kind of see like because i i want to you know i guess like I, I was playing or i'm playing a little bit of harmony of dissonance and like so i'm i still you know want to experience more of the classic castlevanias too mm-hmm. but yeah i'm just really curious like, you know, just how much more, how much am I going to explore the, uh, yeah. the franchise? I'm a yeah. lot more interested right now in exploring Metroid than I am sure. Castlevania, just at, at this moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, you know, I won't lie, I've thought about, like, am I, how soon am I going to play another Castlevania? Because I kind of want to, I, like I said, like, I feel like I want to give them a, a good solid chance, Yeah. Yep. and because Symphony of the Night is considered one of the greatest games Ever. You yeah. Know? And uh, I think that would be a good one to play some more. But also, you know, I have like a SNES Mini that has Castlevania 3 on it. Yep. Uh, I I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious to see like the origins of good Castlevania. You know what I mean? Right. And whether that means playing every Castlevania or not. <laughs> probably not. But Probably not. <laughs> um, yeah. So much to to sp- To find out and explore, you I know, agree. there's a billion games out there. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing we're immortal creatures. To, yes. so we can spend eternity playing games. What? Well, hold up, my producer is telling me we're not immortal creatures, and shit. I, what's that? Our lifespan is only eighty years. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs>
0: I have to play these games a lot faster than <laughs> I thought I did. and I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, there's. A... So anyway, any so I I guess yeah. What surprised you about Castlevania or Metroid was my big question, and then because mm-hmm. um, I think you've answered most of my other questions I've sure. had about your other your experience in general. Like, yeah. Um. What didn't you like about Metroid? <sighs> it's a perfect game. I know it's hard to think of something. <laughs> um
0: Um I I I think what criticisms I would have are, are fairly nitpicky. Sure. You know, uh at this point. You know, just like um, there were a couple of puzzles outside of the thing with the little purple bug guys that, you mm-hmm. know, were felt strangely, like, strangely placed. There yeah. were just a couple of times that I did get kind of lost and turned around and the solution wasn't as...
1: Obvious. As yeah, that,
0: where, yeah, whereas, like, where the game, for the most part, does a really good job of kind of giving you at least that tiniest nudge in the direction that you should be going. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of times also where it is... Where the solution is a little archaic.
1: Sure, yeah. But,
0: you know, that...
1: Because I feel like that's part... And, yeah, like, it is some... uh, And I get your point, because, like, you're not saying necessarily it's like a terrible choice that they made or something right but you uh, just like
0: find me a metroidvania that doesn't have at least yeah. some level of archaic progression <laughs> <laughs> you know I, right. I just don't think that
1: happens honestly uh, when i you know talking about metroid a lot today and then and thinking about dread like i just keep thinking about that one like the director of the original god of war games and yeah. you hear about that whole thing where he got in hot water with gamers because he was saying how poor the design in dread was because he didn't know he was supposed to shoot the ceiling in an early room and uh like the fact that there was no hints I don't know. It's pretty funny mm. in a way to see this you know, this guy uh, he also he quit the game sure forever immediately after that. Like he was like, I'm not gonna keep playing this if it's you know Sure. And like The first, one of the first, like, time I saw that there was a compilation of other people streaming it for the first time and finding it, like, accidentally, immediately, you know? (laughs) Uh, just, but, so, it's, like, but that is a a feature of Metroid, whether you like it or not, is getting stuck, you know? Um, Yeah. And I'm happy for you that you're starting with Zero Mission and then playing the remake and, you know, so on and so forth, because... The first two games are, you know, you're going to get stuck a lot, probably, because there aren't any hints, you know. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, there's no, like, (laughs) there's no, like, crumbling blocks for you to shoot. It's just blocks. You know what I mean? It's just, like, uh, like, I wouldn't recommend playing Metroid 1 to anyone honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, a, it's a really cool game and it's very inventive and neat and it's actually, I guess, playing through it all the way. Like, it's not worth playing through it all the way per se, mm-hmm. um, because it's just so hard to remember everything and yeah. see where you are and yeah. going, and it's just like, okay.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna play Metroid, play Zero Mission. Absolutely. Yeah, the re- it's just...
1: the, one of the examples of a remake being better in every way. Yeah. You
0: know? Doesn't always happen, but no. it, it does.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's funny to think, like, I've heard about the hints system before, you know, right? Uh-huh. And that they're like, well, in Super Metroid, you can get a, an X ray beam that shows you, like, hidden blocks and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure that would have been nice if I ever found the X ray beam. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> uh, if that's the only hint system they have and it's hidden as well, you know, it doesn't help. You doesn't, so much yeah, it does do you a ton you know? of good um but uh no it's like it's cool in a way too that you can get through a game without everything right you can right like, in you know most other adventure games it seems like you need to pick up every piece yeah. along the way but yeah
0: you need to get everything before mm-hmm. you're able to beat up the big bad
1: yeah so that's not always the case i suppose but no uh yeah, I I'm excited for your Metroid journey. Me too. And I'll be filling you in how this Castlevania uh, inter- investigation goes because I you know I kind of wanna I want to see what the con- you know sure. the communities say about yeah. like what Metroids to play or Castlevania to play yeah. first you know. And mm-hmm. stuff
0: like no, that. I'd be interested so. to see that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think. Um. I definitely don't have another game in mind for a new gauntlet, but uh, I'm sure that's something we'll probably maybe figure out a little bit after this episode. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll bring that up, you know, uh, at another time, but I would definitely say that this first gauntlet, you know, made for, you know, Uh, a really,
1: yeah, I think so. No doubt. Uh, yeah. Don't play circle of the moon kids. (laughs) Sorry, I hate to end on a negative note, but uh, yeah. Elden Ring sucks. <laughs> Sorry, should
0: play, should play Metroid Zero Mission though if you have the if you have yeah. the ability. I say give it a shot. It's a fantastic game.
1: Absolutely, go check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's it from us. I think
0: it is. Yeah.
1: I hope y'all have a good one. Thanks yep. for listening. Yep, we shall see you all on the next
0: episode. Bye.